Wrexham are promoted. They have their storybook ending. Howdy y'all and welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. Welcome to the show. This is a podcast where I generally talk about um, and analyze the show Welcome to Wrexham as a documentary filmmaker based out of Atlanta, Georgia. I also love talking about our matches and our games, um, tournaments, whatever it is. Uh, I've become a huge Wrexham fan over the last two years and uh, I just wanted a place where I could uh, talk a little bit more about Wrexham, and that will be this podcast. So today, we're going to talk about this crazy match we had today, Wrexham v. Doncaster Rovers. Holy cow. So I was running around town all day because I had to run errands, but I was watching it on my phone the entire time. Pretty sure I was rude to a couple uh, cashiers at different places. Uh, but it is what it is. They saw I was watching a sporting event, so they kind of let it slide, I think. <laughs> but what a game. I mean, we didn't play unbelievably well, but anytime you can pull out a W, that's fantastic. Anytime you get three points, fantastic. Uh, we'll go over the, a little bit of the stats uh, before we get into anything else. So uh, it was at the Stoke Kairos. 10,254 people attended. Doncaster actually beat us in possession, 52 to 48%. We beat them in duels success rate, 57 to 43. We won 64% of aerial, aerial duels, which is fantastic. However, they had 18 interceptions. It was because of our poor passing. O'Connor had a rough day today. Um, our passing was uh, not ideal, and it definitely showed. It didn't, uh, man. We we just we just lazily handed over the ball so many times, and it was not. It was kind of painful to watch a lot of the time. It was not. It was not something that that you would expect, especially after the first few games this year. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that it's just a one-off and we're back to our usual uh, non-interception riddled passing. <laughs> um, let's see. We had two offsides. They had two offsides. We had six corners won. They had four distribution. Let's go over to distribution. They had 50 more. No. Yeah. 50 more passes than we did. Uh, we had a few more long passes. Our passing accuracy was 73%, which isn't terrible, but we got intercepted so many times. And then their passing accuracy was 82%. Let's see, we had 29 crosses, 29 crosses. I mean, that whole whole first half, we, we had a whole mess of crosses and it was extremely fun to watch. And our crossing accuracy was 31%. Theirs was 17%. Uh, let's see. We got 16 shots. They got eight. It's funny. We actually got the exact same 
percentage of uh, total shots to goals. So that's interesting. Uh, one out of every eight went in. Um, shots on target, we had eight, they had two. We had four block shots, they had three. We had five shots outside the box, including my man, Elliot Lee, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. Shots inside the box, 11 to seven, us. Shooting accuracy, 50 per, 50% to 25%, we dominated in that area. 17 to 17 tackles, 77 to 77% tackles success rate. I mean, goodness gracious. Once again, we force another team to have a ridiculous number of clearances. Um, this happened last game. They had a massive amount more than we did. And it's, I think it speaks to how much pressure we put on these teams that they feel they have to just clear it as quickly as possible a lot of the time. Um, they had 36 clearances. We had 14. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think the amount of pressure and the um, the constant constant attack and constant threat from our front line and our midfielders is really pressures teams to get rid of the ball quickly, which is good for us because it, it makes it more available for us to snag that ball and go back down the field. Uh, fouls conceded. We had nine, they had 13. We had two yellow cards, they had three. And yeah, I mean, okay. First of all, I love it when Luke Young scores. That dude is awesome. Uh, that was a really fun interaction right there uh, when he was able to knock it in. You just thought <laughs> so many people were gonna knock it in. Similar to, very similar to the Sam Dalby goal last game. Um, Really fun. I love watching Young play. Then in the second half, the first time all season, Super Paul Mullen. He's back. He looked pretty dang good for having his lung punctured. <laughs> um, I can't imagine the kind of, uh, I mean, I thought broken ribs were hard. I wonder how much worse a punctured lung feels than a broken rib. Because I just feel like every single time you breathe, no matter what, you're going to be in pain. So kudos to him. He did great. He didn't uh, didn't kick one in, but he showed some flashes of the regular Paul Mullen. And, or I'm sorry, of the super Paul Mullen. <laughs> I feel like he was regular Paul Mullen today, but that could just be, uh, that could just be me. But man, so good to see him back on the field. I am thrilled to have him back. I mean, we were already scoring a ridiculous number of goals. And to have him back and with this new signing, I forget, Fletcher, um, I believe is his name. I mean, he is 36 years old, so I feel like he's probably going to ride the bench quite a bit. But he might, I don't know, he might uh, be able to keep up pace. And so having, having the strikers that we have in our lineup is just unreal. Like uh, every single one of them can score very well. They have great touches. Um, they all have slightly different skill sets and slightly different specialties. So it, it'll be fun to watch, you know, watch them get paired off and um, throughout the season and see who plays best together. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I am so excited to have Super Paul Mullen back. And then, I mean, this whole game, it wasn't our best game. We conceded a goal in the 52nd minute. Young scored in the 37th minute. And we had to wait 36 minutes for Lee to work his way around a defender and smash one in from outside the box. Man, was that a pretty goal. I... I mean, I was in the middle of uh, a parking lot and I was freaking out. <laughs> I'm sure that I looked like a fool um, because of how much I was celebrating that Elliot Lee goal. Um, anybody who's been listening to the podcast knows that I'm a huge fan of Elliot Lee. I think his hustle is unparalleled. He never stops. He keeps going. He's like the little energizer bunny. And man, that 88th minute goal to put us ahead, you know, it would have it would have been nice if we uh, didn't immediately let them come all the way down the pitch and get a bunch of shots and get a bunch of chances at goals. That was nerve wracking as crap. We had to wait. What was it? Eight? It was eight minutes of was it six or eight? It was one of those uh, six or eight minutes of injury time. And man, those were that was a nail biter. It was a freaking nail biter. It was. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a couple moments where I thought they were going to tie it and it was just going to deflate the entire day. Um, so Matt, what a day, what a day. Uh, I mean, it wasn't perfect for me, um, as a, as a Texan and I'm going to be talking about my personal or my, my, uh, American football team here in the United States. Uh, I'm going to be talking about them as well. Uh, so today they had a game versus University of Miami. Um, and it was a, it's a little bit of a conflict of interest game for, for our family because my dad went to Texas A&M. I grew up going to all the Texas A&M games. However, my granddad played at the University of Miami and coached there um, uh, during his football career and American football career to those listening at home. Um, and so I grew up going to those games as well. I've gone to national championships that Miami won um, because Texas A&M never gets there. And so it's rough having to cheer against Miami sometimes, but hey, it happens. And uh, Texas A&M sucked today. I mean, our offense was fantastic. We had, we have a killer quarterback. If any of y'all are interested, I'm going to be, I'm probably going to be doing some bonus episodes of like going into far more detail about Texas A&M. Um, just because I know that Wrexham fans don't really give a crap about a team that hasn't won a championship in American college football, uh, since 1939. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, today it was it was bittersweet day. Started off super sweet and then went bitter uh, a few hours later when Texas A&M lost by a wide margin. It was absolutely embarrassing, horrendous, terrible. All the bad words you can use to describe that game, it was. So, um, yeah, y'all, I am in the process of packing up and driving back from Montana to Georgia and... Uh, I have three more episodes I need to put out before 
uh, my first episode of season two of this podcast, which will be about season two of Welcome to Wrexham, which comes out on Tuesday, September 12th. Um, so I'll be watching it from the road and then I'll be watching it again when I get home, analyzing it, creating. It'll be a much more highly produced podcast starting in season two. I'm super stoked to bring that to y'all. And um, I'll have clips from the show, clips from the games, just everything. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, I've just been trying to get through this first season of Welcome to Wrexham before the second season starts. So look forward to that. That's all I've got for you today. Go follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I was not very active today because I was running around town, but I generally am pretty active on game days um, and a little bit during the weeks. So um, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, WXM Texan, the Wrexham Texan. And uh, you can email me any comments, questions, concerns, anything you want. You can message me through those apps or you can email me director at peacefulcproductions.com. And please, don't forget, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. Um, if you want to say something negative, um, if you want to leave a one-star review, at least tell me why. At least tell me why. Okay? Um, that'll do it for today, y'all. Thank y'all so much. I am the Wrexham Texan. Up the town. And if you knock my soul oh, with all your strength, you're gonna find it, you're gonna find it.